Steve Bannon has been indicted. The former Trump strategist, Steve Bannon, he's been indicted after he did not show up to testify in Congress. These charges are completely bogus. He's being indicted because he's a friend of Trump's. We will explain coming up. So CNN is turning on Kamala Harris. I, I can't help but enjoy this. Remember when it was racist? And it still is, I guess, to pronounce it Kamala. Remember when people made a big deal? Don't call her Kamala. It's Kamala because Kamala is racist. Has anybody ever been able to explain that? And by the way, some people claim that the reason Kamala is an abysmal failure is racism. They're saying racism is involved in her, her, her approval numbers being in the tank. Kamala is so bad that her numbers are actually lower than Biden himself. That's hard to do. And, and, and you know, this actually, this CNN report, so CNN's turning on her. And the reason is because they're so terrified that Kamala is going to be the one to inherit the mantle, going to be the one to actually run in 2024. And the media, the last thing they want is Kamala being the nominee in 2024. They almost would prefer Joe Biden at age 81 or 82. So CNN, this is coming from the White House because now Kamala has become a liability. One poll had Kamala at 28%. I think Biden's at like 38%, which is a disaster, abysmal. And then Kamala is at 28%. Well, why would that be? It's not racism that people despise Kamala Harris. We're talking about liberals who don't like Kamala Harris. We're talking about minorities who don't like Kamala Harris. Remember, she let, when reporters ask her a tough question, she laughs it off. They ask her serious questions. They ask her about the border. They ask her about COVID. And she laughs. She just mocks them and makes fun of them. Kamala lied. She lied about visiting the border, claiming she visited the border when she did not visit the border. Uh, and then she said, well, why do I even need to visit the border when she was the one placed in charge of dealing with the border crisis? Remember, Kamala was knocked. She was such a terrible candidate. She was knocked out of the primaries before almost any other candidate. She Any project that Biden has given her, <clears throat> Kamala has been a complete failure. So, I mean, it's no wonder. I mean, when Biden's approval numbers are abysmal. Is that is that also racism? Biden is, is a white male last time I checked. And by the way, she's fake. She is totally, you look at Kamala Harris, every, she can't take a stand on an issue. Remember when she staged that video talking with children about NASA? They pretended it was an authentic conversation. The kids were actors. The, 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 it was scripted. Uh, so Kamala's even worse than Joe Biden. I never thought that would happen. And remember, Biden is really, really bad. So, And the White House correspondent, as I said, for Politico says, you know why she's polling so badly? Because of racism. You cannot make this stuff up. So what's happening here is, I mean, very simple. CN so CNN put out a hit piece about Kamala Harris, essentially. And as Ben Shapiro pointed out, it must have come from the White House. And CNN basically takes all their orders from the White House. So this is really so much fun ha having Kamala and Joe Biden complete compete for last place. All right, here's how confused and here's how twisted the mainstream media is. You know that President Biden the other day, uh, did you hear that clip where he referred to a pitcher in baseball as a Negro? Yes, he did. And the media completely ignores that. And they even justify that comment is okay. And yet the judge in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, as we await for a verdict in the Rittenhouse trial, the judge cracked a joke about Asian food and the media is going wild. The media is having a meltdown, essentially considering the judge a racist in the Rittenhouse trial for making a joke about Asian food. But it's no problem for Biden to talk about a Negro pitcher. I mean, you can't make it up. So this is last week. The judge, the uh, Chinese food or the Asian food was coming late to the courthouse. It arrived late. They were waiting for the food. The lunch didn't arrive. And I mean, it could have been Mexican food. It could have been Middle Eastern food. It could have been American food. 
But it happened to be Asian food. So here's what the judge said. The judge had this line. He said, quote, I hope the Asian food isn't on one of those boats from Long Beach Harbor. In other words, it was, it was a supply chain joke, right? He's saying, I hope that the Asian food, oh, he called it, he called it Asian food. This judge is a racist. Declare a mistrial. He, he, he said that he hopes it's not on, you know, he's talking about these ships that are being delayed, these, you know, delivery ships, these shipments that are being delayed for weeks and months. Um, because of the supply chain issue, Judge Bruce Schroeder, he said, I hope that the Asian food is not on one of those boats because it was taking a while for it to arrive. I think that was actually pretty funny. And uh, again, he described the food as Asian and he talked about how the food was held up by the supply chain. Ha ha. CNN puts out a headline, quote, judge in Rittenhouse trial makes inappropriate Asian food joke. That's a CNN headline. By the way, I believe that's not an op-ed. That is not an op-ed. You know, CNN, they do this all the time. They have op-ed pieces that are disguised as actual news stories. So, I mean, that should, the word inappropriate should almost never be in a news story. And I believe things are inappropriate all the time, you know, in, in all sorts of directions there. But if you're reporting the news, you're reporting the news. It's not your job to make a judgment on the inappropriate or the appropriateness of the food joke. But here's the thing. If you're going to – of the joke, I should say, or of the story, I should say. But here's the thing. If you're going – to, to say it's inappropriate, it better be inappropriate because, as Daily Wire points out, you would assume that the reason that the judge called it Asian food is because the food was Asian. If the food is Asian, then you call it Asian food. That's not inappropriate. That's not offensive. But the media decided this was offensive. So the media is saying that because Judge Schroeder, he's basically blaming the pandemic on Asia – because he's connecting the supply chain with the Asian food. I mean, it's on, it's on, these people are just living in, in an alternate universe, an alternate reality. I mean, it's like, well, he just happened to luck out, as they point out, that it happened to be Asian food. He wanted, like, it's like, how did he know, like, he's making a joke comparing Asian and Chinese and the supply chain and the pandemic. Like, how did all that stuff happen to work out? I'll tell you why. Clearly, there's a conspiracy here. Clearly, the judge, told them to order Asian food, and then somehow made it come late so that he could make an offensive joke because he's a Trump supporter and he doesn't like China. I mean, it's ludicrous. All right, so meanwhile, Biden, he actually, he was talking about Satchel Paige, who was a former baseball pitcher many decades ago, and he was a pitcher in the Negro Leagues. But Biden, he actually, he called, he's used the term Negro pitcher. They're going to try to spin it and say, well, he meant he was in the Negro Leagues, but he said Satchel Paige was a Negro pitcher, and then he mentioned the Negro Leagues after that. I mean, and Biden has a long history. But what if Trump did it? My old litmus test. What if Trump referred to Satchel Paige as a Negro pitcher? I mean, it would be on the front page of every newspaper in the country. They'd be leading Trump away in handcuffs. And Biden has a history of racist comments. Let's point, let's point that. I remember when he said that uh, poor kids are just as bright and talented as white kids. And you know, we played that clip for you numerous times. But like the media, they have a problem with the Kyle Rittenhouse judge, but they don't have a problem with Biden talking about a Negro pitcher. All right. Jen Psaki was asked as we await here for the Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse, my prediction is that he's going to be acquitted on all counts. I mean, if they literally the the judge threw out the, the gun possession charge on Monday. But I mean, if they convict Rittenhouse for any one of the murder charges, I would be absolutely shocked beyond belief because, I mean, it would it would just be a total, total travesty miscarriage of justice. I mean, the prosecution, let alone the defense, the prosecution went and proved basically prosecution witnesses that 
Kyle Rittenhouse was acting in self-defense. And then in their closing argument, the prosecutor was trying to say, well, he shouldn't have brought a gun. He shouldn't have brought a gun. Number one, he, he should maybe he shouldn't have been there. You could say he shouldn't have been there. That's not murder. Shouldn't have brought a gun is also not murder. But it's like there were a bunch of people there with guns and he only survived. They were threatening him. He, pro- he, he arguably only survived because he had a gun. So I'm not sure like what – you know how that, they're, they're claiming guilt based on the gun. The gun is essentially what kept him alive. So Bob Saki was asked how Biden called could call Rittenhouse a white supremacist. Biden – the media is pushing this phony narrative about white supremacism. They're still saying it and it's like he killed white people, the victims, the people he killed. I don't even know if they're victims if he's acting in self-defense. I don't know if that's the right word. But by the way, they were criminals. They were actually all convicted criminals but – they were white. They were white. How is he a white supremacist? And for Joe Biden as a candidate to call Rittenhouse a white supremacist, it, it doesn't get more divisive and, and outrageous. It's far worse than anything that Trump ever did. Uh, so Saki, she responded. She, she dodged the question, of course. That's all she does. But she said, quote, I won't speak about an ongoing trial or his comments, but we should not have vigilantes walking around at peaceful protests. Where do I end quote? Where do I even begin? Saki was asked. How could Joe Biden call uh, Rittenhouse a white supremacist? She said, I won't speak about an ongoing trial or his comments, but we should not have vigilantes walking around at peaceful protests. So where do we begin? Number one, she spoke about an ongoing trial. Right after she said, I'm not going to speak about an ongoing trial, she spoke about an ongoing trial. She said, we should not have vigilantes walking around at peaceful protests. She dodged the question completely because she never actually explained how dare Biden. And we know the answer. Biden was trying to stoke racism. She called here this young man, 17 years old, He's a vigilante at a peaceful protest that is so egregiously dishonest and disingenuous because what happened, they're, they're peaceful protests. I mean, there were no peaceful BLM protests, but especially in Kenosha, there were businesses that were being burnt to the ground. This man, he, Kyle Rittenhouse, I agree. He should not have been there. You're 17. Leave it to the police. I agree. He should not have been there getting himself in harm way. Happens to me. He probably helped by being there, but a 17-year-old should not be going and getting himself in the middle of basically a war zone. But here's the thing. Uh, the, the, this was not; These were not peaceful protests. They were anything but. I mean, these were extremely violent, where they were literally torching businesses night after night in Kenosha and vigilante. I mean, he was going, again, yeah, he was going there, at least I think by his own admission, to try to help and secure things, probably protecting businesses. There were businesses that were torched the night before, and he was standing there protecting those businesses. So you know, you definitely could at least make the case what was going on in his head. But this was not a peaceful protest. This was anything but a peaceful protest. But Saki is going to be allowed to get away with it. The media is not going to call her on it. The media, she's divisive. She stokes racism. She incites violence. The media says nothing. All right, so Steve Bannon, as I said, he's been indicted by a federal grand jury. It's a misdemeanor, but I think it's punishable by like up to a year in prison, maybe $100,000. I mean, they could they could make Bannon's life miserable, which they do to all Trump's, Trump, you know, friends of Trump, Trump supporters. So he this was for failing to appear before the January 6th commission. And Bannon, you know, they are setting a precedent here. The Democrats, this could really come back to bite them. And it's totally bogus. I mean, it, it, he, he was held in contempt of Congress being held in. And, and, and look, the January 6th commission, that itself, it's a it's a political commission. The, the January 6th commission. I mean, this is all the Democrats have is January 6th. That's all I keep hearing about, because if they would focus on Biden for two seconds, that would not be good. So they have to keep focusing. All they've got is January 6th. Nobody's ever explained, I mean, the monumental failure of the Capitol Police, of the police force. They knew this was coming. They knew there were going to be crowds of angry Trump supporters, you know, they, 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 um, 
protesting outside of the Capitol. They were well aware of this. The fact that they, they were able to breach the Capitol, and again, that doesn't condone, that doesn't justify what the rioters did, at least the ones who you know broke in and did very violent things. I'm not, I'm not trying to condone them at all, but like, how are you not ready for it? I mean, this is such a major failure on the part of the police force and on the part of law enforcement, and yet nobody ever focuses on that. And by the way, Pelosi, Pelosi is the Speaker of the House, so she has to be at least somewhat responsible for securing the Capitol. It's almost like you, may, you, you kind of wonder if they wanted this to happen because they wanted to then be able to point the finger at Trump and impeach Trump for a second time. That's like, to me, one of the more logical conclusions, but like that's not even up, you know, that's not even up for discussion by the January 6th commission. They just want to blame Trump and somehow claim that Trump and Meadows and Bannon uh, and Trump supporters, Trump's, uh, you know, uh, associates somehow conspired to like uh, attack the Capitol, this insurrection. So, uh, which is not, which is not, there's no evidence to support that at all. So I don't blame Bannon. Bannon's not going to go in there. And by the way, Democrats do this all the time where they refuse when there's a, when there's a Republican committee or commission and, you know, they subpoena Democrats for questioning. A lot of times they ignore it. And the most prominent example is Eric Holder, as we're going to get to in a second. So they held Bannon in contempt of Congress and that's technically a misdemeanor and he could go to jail and it never happens. Nobody ever, by the way, indictments like this never happen. There are never indictments as a result of contempt of Congress for not testifying. There are multiple, multiple examples of this. So if they actually do this now, they, they, this is what they do. Is it's They only target Republicans. They only target uh, supporters of Trump by put, put, you know, charging them with things that nobody else has ever charged this. Well, if they, well, if they, has ever been charged with this, once they set this precedent of punishing people who fail to testify in Congress, I mean, when Republicans take over the House, whether it's in 2022, which is looking very likely, or whenever, all the Democrats are going to pay. So Eric Holder was Obama's attorney general. He refused to turn over documents related to the Fast and Furious scandal when thousands of guns were allowed by Obama's FBI to fall into the hands of drug cartels. People were killed because of Obama and Eric Holder's complete negligence and complete incompetence, or even perhaps worse. Uh, but Holder, he didn't even forget uh, forget testify. He didn't even send over documents related to the Fast and Furious scandal. He was held in contempt in Congress. Eric Holder was the first cabinet member ever to be held in contempt of Congress. He was not indicted. He did not suffer any consequences because he was a Democrat. Rod Rosenstein, who technically worked under Trump, but Rod Rosenstein was very anti-Trump, and he helped the Democrats a lot, and he totally defied the Republicans um, when they asked him for documents related to Spygate. Rod Rosenstein, I don't even remember if they held him in contempt or they threatened it numerous times, but he completely stonewalled. He completely ignored Congress. There were no consequences. James Clapper lied under oath to Congress. He claimed that they never spied on Trump. They did spy on Trump. He was never indicted. Andrew McCabe, of course, was referred for indictment. A- Andrew McCabe, not only was he not indicted, even though the, the inspector general referred Andrew McCabe for indictment for lying to investigators, Andrew McCabe got his pension reinstated by Biden. It's it's completely outrageous, the double standard. On the Democrat side, you can get away with anything. You can literally commit any crime and get away with it. Yet on the Trump side, Michael Flynn, Papadopoulos, now Steve Bannon, Roger Stone, so many others, uh, and now they're threatening uh, Mark Meadows. Mark Meadows, Trump's former chief of staff, Mark Meadows used to be one of the leaders in Congress. They're threatening him now. This Bannon thing is really a message to Mark Meadows that if he doesn't testify about January 6th, that he may get in, may get indicted. Uh, the double standard is flagrant. Uh, meanwhile, ba- Bannon, you know, Bannon, Bannon's tough, and he has vowed to make the DOJ miserable over this. He says they're going to regret his indictment. The ba- ba- Steve Bannon's lawyer, Douglas Schoen, outside the courthouse, um, 
discussed his long career at the ACLU, and he insisted, quote, it's unheard of to force a person to violate the invocation of executive privilege. I represented the ACLU for more than 20 years. This is an issue that the ACLU should be on our side with. So uh, there, that that is their official argument, which is a, which is uh, which could be a valid argument. We have to see how it holds up in court. Bannon hasn't hadn't been in the White House in several years. He worked in the White House in 2017, and then he left. So the executive privilege argument in 2020 is going to be quite a stretch. But like like I said, nobody ever gets indicted for being held in contempt of Congress. Adam Schiff, Adam Schiff, who never met a TV camera that he didn't like. He was on Meet the Press on Sunday, and he was actually asked about. Um, his support, his his promoting the Steele dossier, and for months and even years, um, quoting the Steele dossier and quoting the allegations against Trump, and uh, acting as though they were legit. We 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 know they were bogus. We knew they were bogus and fabricated even back then. And uh, Schiff was asked about this on Meet the Press whether he regrets promoting the Steele dossier as much as he did. Listen to this clip. Uh, I want to ask you something about the Steele dossier because it has been in the news for a lot of. Uh other reasons, including some questions about its validity. Uh, I want to play some uh, recent uh, uh, sound that you had on the Steele dossier over the years. Take a listen. According to Christopher Steele, a British, a former British intelligence officer who is reportedly held in high regard by U.S. intelligence. When you look at just what has become public, uh, some of the public information is very much in line with what is reported in that dossier. The most significant thing to me is that Christopher Steele may have found out, even before our own intelligence agencies, that the Russians were in fact aiming to help Donald Trump in the election. As chair of the House Intelligence Committee, do you regret giving some credibility to the Steele dossier before anybody had been able to verify anything in that. A lot of those clips were done before there was any good verification. Look, there's some news organizations that made the mistake of publishing this dossier without verifying it. That's a separate conversation for those news organizations. But you helped give it credibility. Do you regret it? I don't regret saying that we should investigate claims of someone who, frankly, was a well-respected British intelligence uh, officer. Uh, And we couldn't have known, of course, years ago that we would learn years later that someone who is a primary source lied to him. But what? So there you have it. He does not regret it. And I mean, I don't even know where to begin here because Adam Schiff, it was known. He said these, they had the, 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 and give credit to Chuck Todd for actually asking the question, but they actually had the dates on the, and there are dozens of clips like that where Adam Schiff throughout 2017 and even probably 2018, he quoted the Steele dossier. Then the Steele dossier got debunked and Adam Schiff said, Oh, that's nothing. We have direct evidence. Eventually we'll release it. We'll eventually release it. And it was, it was, it was lies. One lie after the next. He lied in Congress during the impeachment trial. Schiff lied about Trump and was caught on it and was, you know, called out on it. So uh, this is what Adam Schiff does. But he says he doesn't regret it. Number one, we knew that Steele, Steele, he's talking about him as being a well-respected British intelligence uh, uh, agent. It's not true. It was known and we reported this throughout 2017. He was fired by the FBI. He had lied repeatedly. The FBI did not trust Christopher Steele, so he was fired. It was known that the Steele dossier was commissioned by Hillary as a piece of opposition research. And, and and the worst part of this all is he said, well, I don't regret. I don't regret taking very seriously these allegations of collusion, whatever. Uh, uh, here's the problem. You don't get to, like, promote something as fact. First of all, you're not just, like, saying some, like, gossip here about somebody. You're talking about the president accusing him of conspiring with Russia. So, I mean, this is like the uh, these allegations are the worst, worst, worst level of allegations humanly possible, especially if you're wrong, which they clearly were. 
And everybody knew, that, you know, everybody at least paying attention knew that this dossier was discredited. I mean, Adam Schiff, some of those comments were late, made late in 2017 promoting this dossier. But putting all that aside, listen to what he says. He says, how was I supposed to know that it would later turn out? Because now with John Durham indicting all these people, we, we clearly know that the Steele dossier was made up. It was made up because Hillary's campaign and their law firm uh, paid Christopher Steele a lot of money to make this stuff up. But here's the thing. You don't – there's no guilty until proven innocent. How was I supposed to know that it would be debunked? How was I supposed to know that it turns out that it was based on lies? You didn't know, okay? I knew. But putting that aside, Adam Schiff did not know. So if you don't know, you don't go and spread allegations. When did this become like the default? It's only because it's Trump. If it's Trump, you get some bogus dossier that somebody literally made up. He wrote up a piece of fiction and says, oh, Trump colluded with Russia. Oh, well, let's go then. Trump colluded with Russia. Well, how do you know? The whole, the whole thing's totally unverified. It's totally unverified. Well, how was I supposed to know that it was unverified? How was I supposed to know that it was a lie? You did not know exactly. It doesn't work that way. That, that's the egregious part of this all is that a man like Adam Schiff could do so much damage years and years where they spread these vicious lies. Trump kept saying it's a hoax. It's a witch hunt. Trump wanted to fire Bob Mueller numerous times. Who could blame him because they're spreading these lies about him? And yet nothing. Zero consequences for Adam Schiff. Zero consequences for, for Bob Mueller, for anybody involved in that, in that investigation. The only people who face consequences are people like George Papadopoulos who, a, who actually got indicted based on an investigation that never should have even happened. That's going to do it for today, and we will see you next time.